to you today about family stress. Before you switch off and think, oh, that doesn't really apply to me, I'm not just talking about parents that have got little kids at home. I'm talking about dealing in this season with aging parents, um, people like me whose siblings might all be adults, but that doesn't mean that there's no stress involved. Um, also at a time like this, sometimes old dysfunctions or trauma can really be exacerbated by circumstances and communication in these kind of stressful times. Um, I just want to say, if you're struggling, please seek help. Don't sit alone. If you're concerned about your own mental health, please reach out to your pastors, to your health professionals. It's so important at this time that you can access care that you need. But um, I'm going to read to you first off from Psalm 68 verse 6. And it starts like this. God sets the lonely in families. Families are God's idea. Scripture speaks of us as God's children. His people are his family. And for some of us, this is a beautiful picture. We have great fond memories of childhood. And for others, it brings up an image of a really challenging environment. Family is not in a, word, a word that you would associate with something positive. And right now, the pressure on our family units, on our households, is immense. Our marriages and our children, our elderly parents or grandparents, we were never meant to live isolated and alone. And in this season, that isolation and that aloneness, that feeling of being lonely, can bring up so much stress and strain. Firstly, I want to share with you a revelation on authority in the context of family. Actually, this is my husband Ryan's revelation, and he's showing me this from Scripture. I want, to, I want to read to you from Matthew chapter 8 and verse 5. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed and in terrible suffering. Jesus said to him, I will go and heal him. And the centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. But just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one go and he goes and that one come and he comes. I say to my servant do this and he does it. And when Jesus heard this he was astonished and said to those following him, I tell you the truth I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said to the centurion, go, it will be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that very hour. This story speaks of a man who really understands what authority is what he needs to do and what he is in control of and what is at his command. And in this story, we actually see three levels of authority. The first is what we call under authority. As a child, as an adolescent, we go through a process of learning to heed the authority that we are under. And so many of us, this was a time where we really wrestled with what authority looked like and how we should operate under that authority. And we see this today, even those of us who are adults sometimes question those in authority over us. But when we learn the appropriate way to be under authority, it actually brings a great freedom to our life. And we see this in the story of the centurion. He understood what it meant that he was under authority. 
The second level of authority is to be in authority. And this is one that so many people miss, but it speaks of being in self-control. We know that's a fruit of the Spirit, but it talks about being in authority of your own life, your own thoughts, your own actions, and your own soul health. I think this is an area of key importance at this time, that we can take responsibility and take authority over the way that I operate as a person, over the way that I operate in my home, the way that I fill that place in my family. And uh, it's so important that we can learn to be in authority over ourselves. And the last one is to be of authority. It talks about leading and taking responsibility for your own family and for your own household. And this centurion understood these three levels of authority, that he was under the authority of Jesus, as all of our homes and households are. Secondly, that he could be in authority over his own will and his own emotions, that he could say to Jesus, I understand what's needed in this situation. I don't need you to come to my own home because if you speak, it's going to happen. And the last one, he understood what it was to direct others and to lead them in a way that gave both him and the people that he was leading the freedom. And so I just want you to consider that for your own family, your own household, how you can operate in those authority ways that we've been shown in this scripture. If you just try to operate as if you're of authority, that you're taking responsibility, but you're not in authority in your own life, that's where we see dysfunction happen. We're trying to control other people and their actions without being able to take authority and responsibility for ourselves. Finally today, let me talk about patterns. The pattern that you grew up with does not need to be the pattern that you live with. A pattern doesn't necessarily equal prophecy in your life. You've heard many people say that I was born this way. But the truth is that scripture talks about being born again into the family of God. And each one of us can take heart that we have not just been born into our own family, but we've been born again by the Spirit into the family of God. And that means that we have the freedom to set a new pattern in our home and in our families based on the truth of God's word. Ephesians 6:17 says that the word is the sword of the spirit. It's a tool to be used. I want to encourage you today, practice using the word as a tool in your home and in your family. At this time, we can use the word to bring and appropriate freedom from old patterns. We can use it to set new ways in motion. And I want to encourage you to practice the promises that can be found in the Word of God of peace, the promises of love, the promises of a sound mind, the promises for your soul, for your family, for your children. Practice those in your life. Use the Word as a tool. Use it as a sword of the Spirit. And we're going to see great freedom come to our homes and our families. In Jesus' name, amen.